Hey there. Welcome to episode 13 of the Rugged Angel podcast. I am Camila, and I want to thank you for taking the time to tune in. If this is your first time, welcome. If uh, not, welcome back. Thanks for coming back. I really appreciate you for that. You can uh, please go to ruggedangel.com and check out past episodes, also available on iTunes under Rugged Angel Productions, as well as SoundCloud. Also, while you're over there on iTunes, if you could rate and review and subscribe, that'd be super. I really appreciate that. Also, things that are happening right now, um, the Pittsburgh 48 Hour Film Project is keeping me pretty busy. If you're not familiar with what that is, it is a competition that takes place in like over 150 cities worldwide. I am in charge of Pittsburgh's. And what happens is we challenge filmmakers to make a film in 48 hours. So you get, we give you a genre, a line of dialogue, a prop, and a character, and you have 48 hours to make a four to seven minute film. Now make sure to go to 48hourfilm.com slash Pittsburgh for more info. And it's happening here in Pittsburgh, July 10th through 12th. And um, check that out. Go to the website for more info. We're also on Facebook, Pittsburgh 48 Hour Film Project. And I hope to see you there. Even if you don't make a film, you should come to check out the films because we screen all of them and they'll be going down at the Hollywood Theater. So um, make sure to get in the know and like us on Facebook. And that way you'll be able to find out when and where everything is happening. Now, I am super excited about this episode because my sister joined me finally. Yay. Hooray. Kalila Adams. She is a dynamo. Now, she's younger than me, but I look up to her because she knows what she wants and she makes it happen. Now, when you talk about people making their own way, my sister is the prime example. Kalila is an entrepreneur, first and foremost, and she's just like, she's amazing. She's multi-talented, bilingual. She's strong and a blessing to everyone who knows her. And I also want to give a shout out and a big thank you. And I love you to our mom, Deanna Adams, for giving us all of the necessary building blocks for our lives. She is the positive force that glows in our lives. And without her, um, you know, I don't know if we'd be doing as much as we'd be doing. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now, more than likely, because my mom rocks. And she's also I'm going to get her on this podcast very soon. But she's also a very busy lady. But I want to make sure that we get it right. And also, I think I'm going to wait until I get there and to stay in the same city with her. Because I want to sit there and look into her face as we talk intimately for all of you to hear. <laughs> Words of wisdom. A strong woman is one who feels deeply and loves fiercely. Her tears flow just as abundantly as her laughter. A strong woman is both soft and powerful. She is both practical and spiritual. A strong woman, in her essence, is a gift to the world. All right, let's do this. Kalila, Kalila Adams. Hi. Kalila Adams, welcome to my podcast. Oh, thanks. Glad to be here. Thank you very much for taking the time. And uh, for those of you out there who are thinking, who are confused, thinking, I thought that was Camila. 
that was her podcast. And who is she talking to? I'm talking to Kalila, my sister. I'm so excited to have my sister on my podcast finally. And um, yeah, so I'm going to try to go about this the best way I can with me knowing just about everything about her already and trying to make it seem like I don't. <laughs> I have some secrets up my sleeves. You don't know everything. I know. I'm just saying like, you know, like the main stuff. Okay. Like, poor ejemplo. Let's talk mm-hmm. about your early years. Where are you from? Yeah. Where, where are you from? I'm from Toledo, Ohio. Born the and raised. OH-10. What? The, the OH-10. Never heard that. <laughs> I think because I made it up. <laughs> I can't say I don't like it. I mean, no, it exactly. worked. You're going to throw that out the next time. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? OH10. <laughs> what you know about the OH10. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. You're welcome. It's it's a way to make it sound a little more flashy. So, uh, I agree. <laughs> how was your time in Toledo? Um, my time in Toledo was great. You know, I was raised by my mom and grew up with my sister and our family has a production company. So we were raised to perform and spread positivity and love to the community through singing and dancing. And it was just a wonderful experience. It's kind of got me started with the performing arts since I love to dance and being an entrepreneur as I have a few businesses that I run. And um, yeah, I mean, it's great. It wasn't much to do besides our production company mm-hmm. brought a lot of activity to the city. Um, but, you know, it was fun. I don't care for the weather. Mm. It tends to stay really dreary and cloudy and rainy there. And the winter seems super long. So I'm glad to have been able to travel to different places. But apart from the weather, I mean, it was okay. Wouldn't move back, but Toledo is, you know, it's it's Toledo. Exactly. My sentiments, <laughs> exactly. Yes, we, we had a, a great time in our childhood, you know, and, you know, teens and young adults um, growing up, basically because mom made it so. She uh, created things for us to do and positive and creative things for us to get involved in. You know, there wasn't, there weren't too many things for the youth in Toledo to, to do and be a part of. And so our mom created it. And so uh, that's what we spent most of our time doing. And that's where we learned all of our entrepreneurial ways. Exactly. We can say we did so many awesome things like performing with the Toledo Symphony Orchestra. Like what 12 year old can say they did that? And what what, like 18 year old can say that she was videotaping it, taking care of all of the video production of that event for at love productions and everything else that we did national recording artists that came to the city got to do hospitality for the Manhattans and Midnight Star and just so many amazing groups. And we were really exposed to a lot. We had, um, great opportunities provided to us and 100% molded us into the women that we are today. Yes. And I wouldn't change that upbringing for the world. I 100% fully believe that, uh, yeah, everything that we've, that all has, all of that was the recipe for who we are today. So, um, yeah, so that's what you guys can thank 
for all of the creativity and all of the super cool things that we keep popping up into your world. Kalila is now in Atlanta. Kiana and Denise Adams. Yes, I am. And um, how is Atlanta treating you? Atlanta Which is, is awesome. And just so you know, yes, my sister and I are not in the same city. And oh, yeah. so that's so it sounds like we are. We're not. <laughs> Which is unfortunate, but you know, we try to make okay. do. So how is Atlanta yeah. treating you? Um, Atlanta's awesome. It is my favorite city, I think, of just about every city. Really? Mainly because the skyline. I don't know if you've seen the Atlanta skyline, but to me, it's the best. I love architecture, and I love looking at different buildings, and Atlanta just has the best skyline. Every time I go and visit a different city, I -hmm. want to see that city skyline, Mm -hmm. and still, like, nothing compares to Atlanta's. So when I lived in other states, which, you know, we can get into that, too, if you desire, but... um. Even when I lived in different states, it's like I want to go back to Atlanta. Atlanta has such a strong business ethic here. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of creativity here. And more than anything, it's a lot of faith-based spirituality here, which I mm-hmm. love. And it's not that it's just like so many churches because, yeah, there's churches everywhere here. Mm-hmm. But it's more so that there are people that are like-minded and that are able to encourage you in your walk with Christ. In my case, I'm a Christian. And just being able to have somebody that, you know, believes the same way, encourages you, and you're able to just really have people of a like mind. And I see that a lot here in Atlanta. And it's just a really prosperous city. A lot of fun things to do, regardless of what you're involved in, what your interests are, if it's the arts, if it's music and entertainment, if it's culinary if it is nature, photography, business, healthcare, literally whatever you would want to pursue in Atlanta, the sky's the limit here for you. Well, and I know that works very well for you because you are basically involved in just about all of that stuff that you just mentioned, <laughs> that entire list. And um, yeah. that's just one of the many reasons why you are such an inspiration to me. Um, I am consistently proud of you and all that you have achieved and accomplished in your life and all that you continue to achieve and accomplish and just the um, wonderful, well-rounded, intelligent woman that you have grown into. And, um, I'm going to, I'm not going to get too, so all right, let's Don't make me cry. <laughs> OMG. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about your goal oriented life and your focused and driven um, walk that you've been taking so that, I mean where do we begin let's um hmm, let's start with Spanish language success okay um as you know my upbringing and how everything came about as we discussed earlier with the whole entrepreneurial spirit uh when I graduated high school in 99 I really wanted to pursue something that I loved and for me my love has always been Spanish and really I think it came in a lot when you were in high school, you would take Spanish classes, 
and you would come home and I would be able to see your homework and see your books. <laughs> and I would sit there and just be so interested in it and read through it. And I remember when you went to college also, you had gotten me a Spanish English dictionary. No mm-hmm. mom had gotten me like one before, but there was something about like us going to the campus and we got it. And I sat there and I read that dictionary like it was the best book in the world. And I just always had such a love for the language. Like we're part Cuban. But we didn't grow up speaking Spanish, but it was always just such like a love of mine. Mm -hmm. And so I would sit there and then I would listen to music, um, Spanish music, Gloria Stefan, Selena, Don Cicada, Mark Anthony. And then I would watch telenovelas on TV (laughs) and just start listening to what I was hearing and sounding it out and then going and looking into the Spanish English dictionary to see what that word meant and just started learning it like that. It's a complete gift from God. I meet so many people that are just like, how do you speak Spanish fluently like a native, but yet you've never gone to school to learn it? And it is. It's a gift from God. I know that he wants me to preach and teach the gospel in English and in Spanish, so he gave me the ability to do that. And when I was in high school, I would take Spanish to keep my GPA up. Mm. It was either Spanish or chemistry. And your girl wasn't going to take chemistry because that was not going to help me graduate. So (laughs) I took Spanish. And whenever I was in the classes, if a student would ask the teacher something, she would turn around and ask me. And I'm like, why are you asking her? She's a student. And she's like, well, because she knows. And then I'd start having conversations with the teachers in Spanish. And it was just awesome. So when I graduated high school, the day after, I officially started Spanish language success with my first students that came in. We had the office space that we used for our family business and had everyone from attorneys to doctors to missionaries to traveling students, just everyone that would come in to learn Spanish, even children. Parents would bring their five-month-old babies to me for me to speak Spanish to so they could begin to get accustomed to the language. Mm. And with Spanish language success, It was all about having personalized lessons. So no matter what your goals were for the Spanish language, I would customize and personalize your lessons in order to help you reach your goals. So that's still a passion of mine, if you can't tell. But yeah, I love Spanish. (laughs) Well, it's absolutely brilliant just the way that you you make your lesson plans. But just like you said, you you, uh, personalize them and to help mold them into whatever that person's goals are that they're trying to meet, whether not just not just with learning the language but they're girl of um success in life correct correct all right and so i think it also just helps that i mean you it's definitely a gift from god but you like learned so young and you just fully immersed yourself i'm just hearing you're like i know and i was there and i witnessed it and everything but just to hear it's like yeah she was actually like you just like full-on just dove into the spanish <laughs> language and just um the way that you went about it. And that's just like one of the smarter ways to figure out how to learn a new language and just how to be able to speak it like a native. Thank you. And that's you're... so true. And go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I like hearing you, you know, affirm me <laughs> and everything. So please continue. You have more? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was just going to say like with Spanish language success, another part of it, since you mentioned having the immersion experience, that's what I do for other people is I want them to have that immersion experience and make it fun because there's so much more to the culture than the language. And so I'll teach them Spanish dance if they would like to learn 
um, salsa, merengue, bachata, cumbia, all of the dances. I'll incorporate that in your lessons. Or if you want to learn Latin cuisine, whatever it is, I would like for them to have a full, total immersion experience because, as you said, I think that's really the best way to just dive in and make sure that you can learn. Yeah, most definitely, because it's almost like, uh, well, I don't want to really liken it to swimming, but I mean, you know, I don't want to say like sink or swim. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, most definitely, it's just uh, just the way you learn anything, I would imagine. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's one of the, my downfalls with that, with the language is, you know, I left Toledo speaking Spanish pretty well and then moved to Pittsburgh where there is like no Spanish population at all and there's absolutely no reason for me to speak Spanish and so um yeah it's a little rusty and um so (laughs) it's a little rough now and I'm really kind of bummed about that I can still read it very well it's just speaking it that's kind of yeah um, it'll come back to you just get people to practice with and if you want to practice with me I mean hey I'm here I know, I know. It's just a matter of me. Just, I, I know. I just keep feeling like, well, I'm never going to use it. Well, Camilo, just do it. Just do it because yeah. it's such a beautiful language. Mm-hmm. No hay pretexto, which means there's no excuse. <sighs> Show off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we talked a little bit about the, your um dance instruction as well. She, mm-hmm. Kalila is also a very gifted dancer, and um. And so just tell me a little bit about that. I mean, you know, that goes on along hand in hand with you just immersing yourself in the Spanish culture. But um, that's yeah. not the only type of dance that you and, you know, you've been doing you've been dancing since you were basically you could walk. So, that's um, so true. You pay attention. <laughs> well, I like yes, that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, it goes back to us performing um, and the positive force performers with a group of children ages 5 to 12 that would sing, dance, rap, and act out positive messages to their peers through our mother's parent company of At Love Productions. And so Spanish Language Success is like a child company of that, as well as Dynamic Dance and More. And Dynamic Dance and More is a dance company and dance studio that I started and ran here in Atlanta. My mom was um, the manager of the space and helped with scheduling and everything business behind the scenes so that all I really had to do was dance and teach, which is what I loved. Perfect. And so I would teach Latin, of course, but then also holy Mm hip-hop. So hip-hop still with the same, you know, sharp moves. It's just having a message behind it, showing the young ladies that you can still be cool, still dance, still have fun, and, you know, be hip-hop dance relevant without mm-hmm. being derogatory in your emotions or showing different things. So is, it's all about purity. So important, which is so important. That's just yes. like, uh, I feel like that's something that just needs to be a consistent message just throughout. Um, that should be like a, a required course for yeah. all, all, ch- all children in like, you know, from middle school on up. It's just, true. yeah. Mm-hmm. And but yeah. it's so sad for me to see. And I don't want to take like a completely different term, but it's like, what happened to people just being cool, like in their dance I don't and know. music? And I was, I was thinking about it the other day. It was like the dances that I see that are popular right now. There's mm-hmm. like the Birdman. There's the Nene. I don't even know. What and these there's are. you're saying words that I don't twerking. know. 
<laughs> exactly. And these are dances that are like, there's no effort put into it. Like you would not sweat. And it makes me think back to, okay, maybe you'll sweat with twerking, but twerking is just nothing yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, pop but, a disc. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like, I was thinking back to like the 90s. And you uh, see, like, actual guys dancing. And even further back than that, when there's, like, steppers and everything, like, there were yeah. actual dance moves. And there was actual... I've been talking about, like, the, the roaring it. 20s. When there was... Oh, my know, goodness, or, right? You know, like, like, when you dance with your partner, yes. and you, you guys are doing the same dance together, and there's actually... It's not just, you know, gyrating and humping on each other. It was right. actual, some sort of talent and skill that was necessary. And it was still, like, you see the footage. Everybody's still having a great time. Mm-hmm. It's just... And, you know, they come, they go in there and they're all dressed up and everybody's sharp and looking really nice and well put together. And they, they come out of the, you know, at the end of the night, everybody's all just like drenched with sweat and just like, yeah. I mean, they had a good time. Yeah. And it's so funny that you like mentioned the, um, the nineties, uh, hip hop yeah. dance, because actually I was just talking about, mentioned that to somebody today. We were talking about like, you know, Kwame and heavy yeah. boys and, <laughs> exactly. you know, like, and play, you know, and it's yep. just, you know, you miss that stuff and like, you know, you're naming off those new stuff. And I have no idea what any of that stuff mm-hmm. is. And, like seriously, the design. Nene, like you put it sounds awful. in the air in your sway. Are you serious? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> what are you people doing? What are, what are you children doing? Uh, I don't understand. You guys, if you want to be cool. Yes, exactly. I, I need you all to just go out and research the Harlem Renaissance. Go look at some old videos of like Duke Ellington and um, mm-hmm. look up the Lindy Hop or even, you know what? Let's, let's take, let's, how about we hip-hopperize, if that's a word, um, <laughs> some ballroom <laughs> dancing, you know, and, yes. you know, and I would like to think that with Dancing with the Stars being so popular as it is, you know, what yeah. are they, like in their 12th season or something? That yeah, they're in their 10th now, that and so be... you think you can dance, it right. covers such a wide gamut of dance styles, it's beautiful. Like, I would imagine that there would be much more popularity in these things just on a, a regular basis and not just, you know, old TV stars going onto oh. the, top of the show and dancing with it. But I don't know. You know what? I, don't, I couldn't tell you the last time I was in a dance club. So I don't know what they're doing out there. I have no idea. <laughs> so People I are more interested in Real Housewives and whatever else is on TV that's reality Boo. and drama. Exactly. Boo. Boo. I say boo. Aided it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you um you did mention that um you're also I know that you do some volunteer work with your church and I know that yeah. you are a interpreter as well as um you run video for them as well. That is true. Tell yeah. the people about what your typical day is like, what church oh. is, and what your not your typical day, just 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 specifically for the church. Like I know there's a lot okay. on your list for your typical yeah. day. Of course. <laughs> okay, so I attend Victory World Church in Georgia, and it's a wonderful congregation. 
wonderful church, and people probably know it most because the worship pastor there and music minister is Montel Jordan. From back in the day, this is how we do it. He now is the worship pastor there and also preaches on various Sundays. Nice. And so I am involved with the home repair ministry. Love it. Go out, fix houses for people that need assistance, usually elderly or single parents, things of that sort. And it's a great group of people that go out and repair houses, do lawn work, whatever people need in order to be a blessing and help them, we're there. Another ministry that I serve with is video production. Mm -hmm. And so I'm up on the professional platform, on the cameras, operating them as the director is calling the shots in my ear. I'm getting those shots, making sure that they show up right, not only in the sanctuary, but also as being recorded, they get put online. But then we also stream live. So you see that as well. And then the other area that I serve with is the translation ministry. And I am the director of the translation ministry. Been doing that for a year as a director. And before that, I served as a translator for about eight months or so, maybe a little longer before they asked me to accept the role of director. So the languages that we currently have are Spanish, French, Portuguese, Vietnamese, and soon have Korean and Russian. Wow. And wow. those are the translators that I oversee. We have a group of people that are the facilitators that actually hand out the equipment. And then do they also have, have sorry, do they also have um, American Sign Language? We used to. And for some reason, not many people ever came to the service. And so hmm. they ended that. But hopefully it'll come back if there's the need. And that would be under the translation ministry as well. And, um, yeah, so we just work with so many different languages and so many different people. Wow. And it's a wonderful group of translators. It's about 65 that are in the ministry right now that I oversee, but I have great leaders that um, I am able to supervise as they supervise others. And we actually have a meeting coming up on Sunday, which is a huge mandatory meeting that I've been working a lot on to ensure that we have a brand new training manual and so we're making it mandatory. All of the volunteers will come out, and all of those that are looking to start within the ministry, we're going to have a great time of fellowship and just having lunch together, going through the manual, and ensuring that everyone is prepared to serve with excellence. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. And it's also so um, heartwarming to hear about so many different languages are congregating in the one space. Like, wow, how many different languages is that? Well, the languages are four currently that go forth every weekend. However, that's one of the pastors, his name is Pastor Dennis Rouse. That's one of his um, vision, like part of his vision is mm -hmm. to see cultures reconciled together mm -hmm. and being able to worship together. And I think at last count, it was like 400 nations that are represented in wow. the church. That's beautiful. Because of all of the different cultures that come together, it goes and spans over like hundreds of nations. So it's, yeah, it's really beautiful. Wow. That's amazing. And if only the rest of the world could realize that's the way <laughs> yeah. that we can get it together. We can all, yeah. we can all if worship and love and live in harmony. Hey. 
<laughs> yeah, remember we had that like record back in the yes, day, and it had like yes. all these different. Yeah, that was so cool. As soon as you started singing it, that's the first thing that popped into my head was that record. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I would like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. That was so awesome. Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let's move okay. it along to Fit for a King Healthy Cuisine. Woo, Fit for a King Healthy Cuisine. See, that I just absolutely cool. blessed that if she weren't my, wasn't my sister, she probably wouldn't have had time to have sit down with me or, you know, to do this podcast for an hour. <laughs> so I have so to say, that is true. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you for squeezing mm-hmm. me in. Oh, you're welcome, love. Anything for you. So, yes, there have been people coming to me requesting interviews. You had to turn down Oprah. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) You, my dear, have the exclusive. Matt Lauer, Oprah, Diane Sawyer, no, no. (laughs) Bugger angels. I said nay, I said nay. (laughs) 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 Okay, so fit for a king, healthy cuisine. Another one of my loves, and that is cooking, culinary arts. Mm-hmm. I adore cooking and baking, and everything. And I adore culinary. your cooking and baking. Oh, <laughs> thanks, love. <laughs> uh, um, again, coming back from our childhood, our mother raised us to eat healthy food, take our vitamins mm-hmm. and nutrients, and to really like just live organically like we to pay attention to what you're putting in your mouth basically yes to To be labeled labels right yes and to understand and to know and you know i've mentioned this before on the podcast um and other places it's just that we were doing smoothies (laughs) well before anybody thought it was well before anybody was paying ten dollars for them um we (laughs) were shopping at health food stores well before anybody knew what a health food store was and you know and just a consistent amount of you know weird looks from your classmates because (laughs) you had brown bread or blue chips or (laughs) weren't allowed to partake in the pizza day (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) because you didn't know what whatever like good I don't know, Twinkies, Dongs, or whatever. <laughs> Anything. Gosh. So, yeah, we were raised to not eat red meat. Like, I've never eaten red meat in my life. We did not eat scavenger fish, Mm-mm. the fish that feed on the bottom of the ocean, like shrimp and lobster. Mm-hmm. We did not eat refined white sugar. Um, no no Kool Aid in the house. Yep. No artificial colors, no artificial flavors. Our Kool-Aid was the papaya juice. Remember papaya juice? I miss that so much. Yes, concentrated papaya syrup. I miss that. I wish someone would make papaya syrup. Yes, I miss it so much. You don't know how often I get like just the taste for it. (sighs) Huh. We're going to have to make that happen. Yeah. Side note. Yeah, we're going to get some papaya. We're going to make something happen with that. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, what's funny, like you were saying, um, you were saying no shellfish and no scavenger fish mm-hmm. and, um, Dan, my husband, Dan is Jewish and he says that I keep co- more kosher than he does. That's awesome. Because, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even know it. It's like, oh, that's just how I'm living, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Cause 
That is awesome. <laughs> and it's so cool to see, like, the new trend. And I call it a trend. It, yeah. it, it's not a trend trend, but it is kind of new considering, like, for us, you know, kindergarten for you, birth mm-hmm. for me. Right. It's like this is how we were raised, and we're right. in our 30s now. But then now to see everybody talking about, yeah, I start my day with a green smoothie, and <laughs> I'm going to get this, and it's organic, and, you know, that's great. I right. applaud them. Right. But I'm so grateful that we were raised in that as our lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know? So now when there's so many people that are looking to start and they don't mm-hmm. know where to start or they don't know how because someone tells them they got to eat this kale or this mm-hmm. whatever and they don't think it tastes good. We're already accustomed I've been to it. To, yeah, to know how to prepare it. And right. so I prepare healthy meals for people that, you know, just need um, maybe some assistance in that area or they just want some great cooking or it's just convenient for them so they yeah. can prepare, you know, have me prepare it for their families. And so I prepare a new menu every week of some sort of exotic cuisine, healthy meals, lots of organic foods, lots of whole grains and amazing flavors and um, great baked goods mainly vegan, a lot of vegetarian, and cater to the pescatarian as well, those mm-hmm. that only eat fish. So, yep, that's what I do, and I love it. It gives me a great opportunity to just cook and bake and share my love with others. That's amazing, and I'm so happy that you're doing it and sharing it with folks um, for a slight mm-hmm. fee, but still, you know, yeah. it's all about- <laughs> more like a ministry. It's like they basically <laughs> pay for their ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's very. Um, I don't. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I my phone just blinked and I completely lost my train of thought. So you can like edit that whole section. Out. Yes. Uh, yeah, I could definitely do that. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Wasn't feeling that one as much as the others. Oh no, I'm not editing out the whole thing. No, I thought it was good. Um, (laughs) so we can move along to, um, and I know you don't have a, a business about this, but another thing about you that's stunning is your fashion sense. You are quite the little fashionista, whereas we're on the flip side. I suck at that game, but (laughs) (laughs) seriously. (laughs) It's, <laughs> no, it's like, because you are not afraid of color, for one. Oh, no. And um, you actually, like, get hyped about shopping or, like, trying to find new outfits oh, yeah. and things like that. Me, it's just, like, ugh. And I usually, I tend to <laughs> always lean more towards um, neutral colors. And yeah. uh, I need to, like, be consciously aware of, like, no, Camille, you do not need another black pair of slacks like seriously you need to uh, try to get something else or you know you don't need another pair of black shoes or even um I I, if if it were left up to me I would be wearing t-shirts and jeans and converse every day Uh, my neutral is rhinestone so that's all I know (laughs) (laughs) so what are some of your like or favorite places to shop or your um other wow. fashion blogs that you follow or let me tell you okay so first <laughs> of all i have to say i remember like years ago you came in my closet and you were like 
I know, and I just said, I know, and it just said that. (laughs) (laughs) You see what you did there? And I don't even remember it. I remember (laughs) you telling me about it after the fact, but I don't remember doing it. (laughs) Yes. And from then on out, DSW has been my best friend. (laughs) And (laughs) I, like, every time I shop, well, every time I visit a new state Mm -hmm. or a new city, there's two places I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just to experience that city for real, for real. DSW and Whole Foods. And Whole Foods. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I recently visited a city and I went to find Whole Foods because I needed lunch. And mm. as I pulled into the parking lot for Whole Foods in the plaza, it was right next door to DSW. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And, just made, and then there was a banner outside that said, welcome, Kalila. And there were balloons. <laughs> And then the parade started. Yes. And this red carpet just rode out and it just <laughs> rained and glitter. And it was amazing. <laughs> and so I got out of the car, right? So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll go to Whole Foods after this. And I walk up to the door of DSW and I <laughs> I open the door and I step inside. And you know, like your hand just kind of lingers on the door behind you as your upper body just like leans back on it. I was was lightweight, like embarrassed because that wasn't in my head. That happened in real life. (laughs) And like anyone that saw me was probably like, what the heck? Because I walked in like, oh, I have arrived. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. I know. (laughs) But it was a great experience. So, yeah, DSW is one of my favorite places to shop. I just had a delivery today from DSW. I'm super stoked to open it. It was my reward for making it through the work day. I was not going to stop and open it. I would wait until afterwards and that would be my treat. Um, what else do I like? I like New York and Company. Mm-hmm. I like Nordstrom. Um, I like Macy's, JCPenney's. So, I mean, I'm a frugal fashionista. Like, I'm not yeah. one that just goes into like this impulse shopping. Right. It really has to be something that I want. Or if I see it, I'll wait. And if I still want it, like a week or so later, I'll get it. But more than anything, during that waiting period, I'm looking online to find it cheaper somewhere or to find coupon codes for it. Do you have a Retail Me Not app on your phone? I do. That and there's a dealspl.us. So it's like Deals Plus. Nice. They have great ones too. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're very uh, patient. Where those things come into play, yeah, and it's just like I just don't have that in me. Like I'll usually be just like, oh, I don't want to pay for that, and then I just forget about it and go on, go on my way. And I don't know when it happened because I used to leave the shop. I remember hating going shopping and buying right when I was little, and I remember hating wearing dresses and didn't think that I looked right. And now I love wearing dresses. I love buying shoes. I don't know when that changed. I honestly don't know what happened. Well, it all changed. It was it was a nice change because you look great in dresses, and um, uh, and I absolutely love how you pull pull things together. And isn't your uh, closet arranged by color? That and season. So Ooh, in a yeah. perfect style. <laughs> oh my goodness! So much work. <laughs> <laughs> But it's worth it. And then once you have it set up that way, once you iron your clothes or whatever you do and you put them on hangers, you go right into the section and you hang them up there. So you don't have to organize them every time. You didn't look in my closet when you were here, did you? 
Because I, I, I fear that would have sent you into a tailspin. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have just helped you organize it. <laughs> I know you would have left. <laughs> you left and then I go in like, what happened to my closet? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. So, um, great. So this is going very well. And um, so we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and I'm going to ask you your random question from 4,000 questions. We're getting to know anyone and everyone and your top five. Okay. Looking forward to it. Are you a filmmaker? Do you want to be a filmmaker? Do you think you could make a film in 48 hours? Well, now is your time to test that theory. Pittsburgh, the 48-hour film project is back for another wild and sleepless weekend of filmmaking. July 10th through 12th is the weekend that we are giving you. If you're not familiar with the 48-hour film project, this is how it goes down. We give you a genre, a character, a prop, a line of dialogue, and 48 hours to make a four to seven minute film. All the films will be screened at the Hollywood Theater the following week. And we choose the best film of Pittsburgh, and that best film of Pittsburgh goes on to compete against all the other cities. Yes, this competition goes on in over 200 cities worldwide. So this is just a great thing to be participating in. Not only do you get to flex your filmmaking chops, but it's a good chance for your film to be seen by friends, family, and adoring fans. So if you're interested in signing up, go to 48hourfilm.com slash Pittsburgh. If you're not in Pittsburgh or near Pittsburgh, you should probably check the website to see if there's one near you, because there probably is one. So just go to 48hourfilm.com slash Pittsburgh. You can also check us out on Facebook at Pittsburgh 48 Hour Film Project. And we're also on Twitter at Pittsburgh 48HAFP. This 48 hour, the Pittsburgh 48-Hour Film Project is sponsored by Chatham University, The Hardware Store, Pittsburgh Film Office, and Rugged Angel Productions. So once again, go to 48hourfilm.com slash Pittsburgh, sign up your team, and get ready to make some movie magic. Okay, we are back. And I am looking through this questions book here, and... I don't know. There's so many, so many. There's actually like 4,000 and I don't know (laughs) which one to ask you. Okay. This one is interesting. Would you spend a week in an empty room? For what? (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be a no. Yeah, that's a definite no. <laughs> I can't imagine it for any reason why one would do that. That's not punishment. Yeah, that's a solitary confinement. Like, why would that even make the editing of the book? Like, did they just they they just didn't want to call it three thousand nine hundred and ninety nine questions? So they just decided. Okay, we'll put this in here. Four thousand questions is a much better title. Like, no, spending a week in an empty room. Okay, <laughs> that was kind of a bunk question. I'm gonna. <laughs> oh my goodness! 
okay, I need to find a different one. <laughs> that one kind of sucks. <laughs> You're really going to need to find a different one, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Do you write down your ideas? I don't. And I need to. <laughs> yeah. I really need to. It, you know, I was just having this conversation with someone last night. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Good story, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I thought about him, but I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> so I was just basically saying, like, my days, I really need to do better with my time management mm. and not procrastinating because I can have, like, this eight-hour period where it's like, do-do-do-do-do-do, and then come hour seven, I'm like, damn, I'm going to get this done, get this, and get this, and get this, and get this, and it's like, done. I probably do more than most people in an hour than they do in a full day. And it's like, Lila, why can't you just do that for the full eight hours? Like, you will be amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I need to write my, my um to-do list every day. Mm. And I need to yeah. write down my ideas because I get some great ones. And then it's like, oh, I'm definitely going to remember that. Like, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> then, like, the next day, I was like, wasn't I thinking about something? Like, oh, my gosh, who was it? <laughs> so, yeah, I need to. I really do. Now I, I fall into that same problem. And it's like, I'm usually, like, I literally and both figuratively, like, in my head, I have about 20 tabs open in my computer at, like, any given point in time. Oh, wow. And it's just, I'm like, I'm consistently this micro or uh, multitasking. And mm-hmm. and it, my problem is, and I do, I, I'm getting much better at writing the to-do list. Um, but my problem is once I start something, maybe I'll, that'll make me think of something else. And then I'm like, oh, I better go ahead and do this real quick while I'm thinking about it. Or this is that, oh, this, mm-hmm. that bro- oh, maybe I should look up this, see what that's like. We'll just leave that tab open so I can think about it later. And it's just, it's crazy. Just the way that I'm amazed that I get anything done. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, but I have found this wonderful um, site and an app. It's called Wonderlist. And um, you can, you make your to-do list, but you can also separate them by different, you can put them in different categories, like um, home, work, or for me, I put different projects. Each project has their own to-do list. And then you can mm-hmm. also um, rate them in importance. And you can also um, put deadlines on them and it'll sync up with your Google calendar if you want it to, to like pop up on there and remind you, Hey, you need to get this done by this, this, this date. And so it's like, it's really cool. Like I just found it a couple weeks ago and I'm trying to get oh. into the groove of it. And it's, um, you can do it online and you can also, like I said, there's an app for your tablet or your phone that um, you can join it with. So, so okay. far, so good. Common spelling? Uh, no, no uh, with a U, not an O. Okay. I'll check it out. Thank you. Well, yeah, and Wonderlist, if you'd like to sponsor the Rugged Angel podcast, you can please send your information to ruggedangel at gmail.com. I think so, too. Okay, so word. And um, now it's time for the top five. Now, Cleela, um, I gave her, I assigned her her top five list, and she's the first guest of mine to immediately send her list back to me. 
So I already know what her list is, but you guys don't know. So, you know, it's still cool. We're still sharing. And I also made a list. (laughs) And I also made a list. So um, the top five list that I assigned to my sister is the top five places you'd like to visit. Kalila, take it away. Okay, this is so exciting because I love to travel and I've really been blessed to travel to some amazing places that I've always wanted to go, like Miami, Florida, and San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Lake Tahoe, and Malibu. But these are my next five that I would really love to do. So, Havana, Cuba. Word. Would love to go. Maui, Hawaii. Definitely have to go. New York, New York. Can't believe I haven't gone. Need I know. Go. It's really strange how long it took me to get to New York. And, you know, we lived in Ohio. Like, it's not like, uh, we, it's not like we grew up in California or can't, you know, it's like we were literally not very far from there at all. And like me, even worse, because I've been in Pittsburgh for like 15 years. And I was just like, what, six hour drive, eight hour drive. I tell you. And now that The Wiz is coming to Broadway. I know. Yes. Um, the next one is Barcelona, Spain, for obvious Barcelona, reasons. Barcelona, Spain. And I've been to Disneyland. And really? I've been to Disney World. So I have to go to Disney World. When did you go to Disneyland? Um, in 2009. Really? Yeah, dude. <laughs> a road trip down from Napa, California. Why do Disneyland? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't send you pictures and stuff. You had to see pictures. I'm pretty sure they were even on Facebook back then. I don't know if I maybe I've seen the pictures and didn't realize that it was the Magic Kingdom. But unless you were wearing a Mickey Mouse ears, I don't think I would have known that. I don't think I was. So yeah, in Disneyland, but not Disney World. Okay, and Disney World is in Florida. Yes. Why? Why so big about Disneyland? Why so vague or why so big? why so big? Like why? Why the big attraction? What's so big about Disneyland? Or either one of them? Like I mean, I. Well, why do I want to go? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's the big attraction? <laughs> it's For Disney. You personally. Okay, that's cool. That's... Did we not grow up together? Didn't we watch all of the Disney things? We did, the, but I still Mickey don't. Mouse I don't Club? have. Yeah, I don't have that. You know, drive. I don't want to go to Disneyland or Disney World. I'm okay. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Where's your inner child? <laughs> um, <out>. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems so chaotic. Like, I'm like, sure. Like, I see people take their, like, toddlers and everything to Disney World and Disneyland. There's no mm. way in the world. I can't I'm imagine. taking children to Disney anything. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. First of know, all. Some of them uh, understand. I don't think they understand what's going on until they're at least six. Right. Well, plus, I'm not taking unless, a two-year-old to Disney World. No, absolutely not. Unless they're on the Ooh, Disney Channel. Calm down. Or unless... <laughs> Unless we're getting really worked up. <laughs> Way more than was necessary. Okay. Like, Disney anything. <laughs> but yes, um, I, I don't I just don't know. It just doesn't really 
appeal to me. Um, I've been, I, I guess I just don't like amusement parks in general. And, you know, and it just also seems like a lot of money. Just a lot. It just seems like a lot in general. And somebody, excuse me, I noticed, um, I guess, a a friend on Facebook, they took their family to Disneyland or or something last summer. And they're, like, you know, posting pictures of all the stuff that Disney sends them. And, you know, I don't know how much this stuff costs, but I think it's, like, a family of five or something. And, like, Mm -hmm. one of the things they send, one of the things they have, I guess now – your admission ticket or whatever you get like a bracelet with your name on it and it's like programmed or something and i I guess it's supposed to help if kids get lost but i kind of see that as problematic if your kid's walking around with their name on their bracelet but you know whatevs yeah um true to see both sides of that yeah i I just want to go with like either a group of friends like all adults or yeah. your husband because that's just like you get to just be children like you're adults but you have that time and just get transported into a completely different world and just have fun so now, yeah what I was your favorite that. disney movie oh aladdin hands word on. word mine too yeah I still rock out to the soundtrack I absolutely love that I was just listening to um, Prince Ali today Oh, how are you? That's awesome And um, I you know I still haven't like purchased the full album which I should but I just listened to like I I have um, one or two songs on my iPod but I listened to most of the album on Spotify but Robin Williams songs are not on Spotify, so really, uh, yeah. So now wow. I have to, like, so never had a friend like me is not there. Nope. So every wow. once in a while, like I'll have to like either watch the movie or I'll just listen to like on YouTube or something. But yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. And so I just need to purchase the full album. That's the only way I can get it. I have to purchase the full album on iTunes in order to get that. Yeah, it's worth it. I know, because that's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> and so the other ones you had was Havana, um, mm-hmm. Barcelona, mm-hmm. Maui. Uh, Maui, New York, and Disneyland. Yeah. What are yours? All right. Mine, I also have Havana. Nice. We need to go. I know. And I also have Hawaii. Wow. I don't have any specific city in Hawaii because I, I haven't really researched it that much why maui why, what's so specific about maui i must have seen it in my teenage years and gravitated towards it it just looks so beautiful and gotcha. i always said when i got married i wanted to honeymoon in hawaii and maui mm. in particular mm. and it's like i still get emails from the maui conventional center or something <laughs> their business bureau something like that for their travelers <laughs> but yeah they still send me emails and i'm gonna go someday i'm gonna go to yeah, maui man cool um what did i say cuba hawaii uh greece i really want to go to oh, greece <clears throat> i would like to visit ireland really it, it looks very green and lush like it just looks True. really just i don't know it just it might be rainy for the most part but just i feel like it smells great <laughs> that's true so fresh yeah like irish spring <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> and Did you ever see the movie Leap Year? No, I did not. That's the one where she asks a guy to marry her? Yes, and it is set in, like, Ireland. I think you would love it for nothing but the scenery, if nothing else. Nice. That's Amy Adams, or is that Isla Fisher? Because I always get those two confused. That's true. I'm pretty sure it's Amy Adams. Gotcha. And last on my list is uh, Hollywood, California, L.A. Okay. Haven't, Haven't been there yet. I have been. I did not do anything touristy there, but I went to a vegan restaurant in Hollywood. Yeah. It was pretty cool. How was it? Yeah. How was yeah, Hollywood? Yeah, the restaurant was good. It was nice. dirty. I'm sorry. Was... I don't want to oh, ruin no. you. Well, you know, I mean, I really don't have that much like, you know, ooh, or Hollywood, ooh. It's just, I just feel like I would get a kick out of visiting, you know, at least you once. You would. I would have liked to have seen like the touristy side of it because we just went yeah. to like some restaurant on the way back to say like hey we went to hollywood right <laughs> well yeah all. well you know the same goes for new york it's kind of it's dirty true so but true. i feel like it's a different kind of dirty i don't know there's something different like in my mind like hollywood is like all spread out but like mm-hmm. i don't know I mean, new york is like really claustrophobic and just like everything is hustling and bustling and it is dirty but it gets a pass for some reason because it's new york <laughs> wow that's true i don't know i didn't mind I it, at like all. it when i went there wow. you know it's you know it took me i had to like you know stop for a moment take a deep breath and then just like <laughs> okay this is what we're doing because when we we like we're walking around i think we stayed in manhattan in manhattan and um we you know, we were walking around for the most part, and then we got to Times Square, and it was a lot mm-hmm. of people just on a normal base, just on the normal streets. And then we like yeah. turned the corner, and there was Times Square, and there were just like eighty bajillion people there. And I'm like, that's amazing. I'm like, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> You're in it now. <laughs> yep. And I just took off, and like Dan, like to this day, claims that I was like a New Yorker, like I was a native, just the I'm way that sure. I took to it. <laughs> but yeah, but I definitely People always say you walk fast anyway. Yeah. And then now you're like in the midst of it. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I do. Like people can't keep up. And it's mm-hmm. like, I have long legs <laughs> and places yes. to be. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so you know where I'm surprised that what? you didn't go, that you didn't say you wanted to go? Where? <clears throat> Egypt. Mm. You used to always want to go to Egypt. I still do. All right, top I don't know why it's like. I'm gonna add it to my list now because I have this this wonderful speak uh, again. My books. I have a book called Listography: Your Life in Lists. Nice. And I, I had, remember that. Yeah, and I have some other places on my list here too. But yeah, first I forgot about Egypt. Hmm, that's crazy right. pants. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. Well, that's what sisters are for. It is, and we have come to the end of our hour. Now it's time to say goodbye <laughs> to all our company. <laughs> P-O-D A-S-T S- R-U-G-G A-N-G-L Well done. Oh, it's been a true joy. Oh my goodness. And I commend you for all of 
the amazing work you do. I know you are focused on your guests and everything, but you are stellar. Your work ethic is stellar. Your accomplishments are amazing. You need to interview yourself (laughs) on one of these podcasts. I'm so serious. People really need to know the amazingness that is Camila Adams. So kudos to you. And I'm so proud of you. And thank God for you. And I love you so, so much. Thank you. Thank God for you. And I love you so, so much. And I am just blessed to have the most wonderful sister and most wonderful mom in the world. And I just um, am really blessed and thankful for my upbringing and my roots where they come from. Um, You and mom are, are my rocks. Like you are like the, the biggest influences in my life as well as my biggest supporters, my biggest fans. And I love you both for it. And um, Thank you. one of these days soon, I'm getting mom on the podcast. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, so I can't wait for that. So you guys look out for that. And Kalila, where can the good folks find your many vent- business ventures and world-changing events on social media and stuff, your websites and things of that nature? Well, if you are interested in healthy cuisine and you want – Fresh Meals in Atlanta, or if you just want recipes and tips outside of Atlanta, you can go to kingandqueencuisine.com, and you can also go for Spanish lessons to myspanishsuccess.com, Facebook, King and Queen Cuisine, Instagram, King and Queen Cuisine, Twitter, fit for king Cuisine. Lots of ways to find me, and if all else fails, just do a Google search for Kalila Adams, and there I will be. I'll definitely get her that way. So once again, Kalila, thank you so very much for doing this. I had such a good time, and I'm glad you um, seem to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, awesome. And um, you can also uh, please... Go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review to Rugged Angel Productions, where you have all three of my podcasts in the same stream. You have Rugged Angel Podcast, you have Down to Watch, and you have the Scandalized Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at the underscore Rugged Angel, and you can also find Rugged Angel Productions on Facebook. And uh, yeah, you can also go to RuggedAngel.com and just find it all that way. So once again, thank you all for taking the time to listen, and I hope you had as much fun as we did. Good night. Thank you all. Good night. This has been a Rugged Angel production.